Hey everyone, welcome to another podcast with The Funded Trader. Today I'm joined by Sonia. She's a life and business coach. She focuses on human design and subconscious reprogramming. I'm really excited to have this conversation with her today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to be a bit different. So Sonia is not a trader with The Funded Trader. Uh, she's not with our program, nothing like that. She is in the world of psychology. She's in the world of studying the inner workings of yourself. And I feel like that is relevant to all of you guys. So I want to start to bring on people like Sonia, some different people in different industries, give you guys some different perspectives. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a different conversation, but we're going to tie everything, try to tie everything we're talking about um, into trading. So you guys really um, can actually relate to this and put this maybe into practice. But yeah, to get started, I mean, do a bit of bit of introduction, you know, who you are, and uh, we'll start with that. Sure. So uh, my name is Sonia Patetska, and I'm a life and business coach. And basically, I help people uh, overcome their limiting beliefs or reprogram their limiting beliefs to more empowering ones. So, you know, I feel like it's relevant in any field because, um, you know, the beliefs we have about ourselves, about money about the world, they shape how we experience reality 100%. and our results. So, um, so yeah, really excited to, to share on this. This, you know, I usually, um, yeah, I usually don't think about trading, but, <laughs> but I'm excited <laughs> to see how Is this your first it, podcast? Um, no, so I've done other podcasts. I have, I haven't done one in studio, so this is kind of a new experience. <laughs> Mostly I've done some on, on my computer and, um, and you know, mostly with other personal growth professionals. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, this is, um, this is awesome. <laughs> this is a new thing. So I find it, um, very interesting. The, like personally, the whole growth and mindset and coaching space, there's, there's a lot going on there, right? There's people trying to I feel like for the most part, help other people. Then there's trying to, uh, people trying to make money, right? In the coaching space, social media is really big with it. People are on social media trying to get customers, right? All this stuff, trying to create community. So where do you fall in, in this space? Like, how would you describe your involvement in the coaching space? Yeah, so I think I kind of bridge the... <laughs> the very um, scientific approach. And, you know, I, so my, my undergrad was in biochemistry. I was, you know, I was pre-med in college. So very, um, very cerebral and mm -hmm. intellectual. And um, eventually I decided to get my MBA and not go the, the medical route. And, and I feel like now I'm a healer in a very different way. But uh, so yeah, I spent years in the corporate world, got to know that world. And and during that time, I realized that I'm really interested in, well, through my own experiences, because I needed to heal myself, I tried a bunch of different things, um, you know, heal physically, emotionally, and mentally. So, you know, I, I discovered kundalini yoga while I was in business school, and then human design, and, and just gathered all these tools, and eventually subconscious reprogramming. To really help myself at first, um, I've I always wanted to be a coach, but I knew I needed to go through that um, journey myself. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of uh, people on this path say that it's the journey from the head into the heart and into the body. And that's been my experience. Um, and that's why I focus on the subconscious because it's beyond just what we think what we think influences one to 5% of our reality. And really it's the subconscious programming, um, which is related to our emotions um, that influences 95 to 99% of what we experience in this lifetime. So, yeah. So anyway, I don't know if I answered your question. In, <laughs> no, in, my, <laughs> in my design, I'm very nonlinear, which human design is another thing I want to talk about. But uh, so, you know, I go all over the place in the best way and it all ends up making sense in the end. <laughs> no, it's very, very interesting. So to give you guys some more background, originally uh, I was going to this networking event called Miami Made um, for founders and startup 
startup people. And uh, one of the speakers was Sonia at the, I think it was one of the first events that I went to. And uh, you had run through, you ran through your story. We did an exercise where you were channeling us to go from, like you were saying, our head into our body. Can you walk through um, that exercise again? Like, what did we do? And why was, what was the purpose of that again? Sure. So one of the things you can reprogram on a subconscious level is stressful situations. So anything we've experienced in the past, like traumatic events, you know, that that's trauma still lives within the subconscious. So what we were doing there is we were bringing peace on a subconscious level to a stressful situation, whether it's in the past, whether it's something we're currently stressed about or something, you know, in the future. And once you have peace around it on a subconscious level, you can respond more resourcefully to that situation instead of reacting out of, you know, um, the trauma or or the stress. Because when mm. we're stressed, we don't always make the best decisions. Like when we're reacting, where we're, when we're in that triggered, ungrounded state, um, you know, we can we can kind of add fuel to the fire create more problems right instead of like you know when we when we integrate this this stress when we sit with it when we transform it into peace then we can you know make more more aligned decisions so so that's what we were doing um and you know i've actually seen this um this process work wonders like one client had like panic attacks and we did this with a few situations that happened before she started getting them. And then she hasn't had any panic attacks in over a year. And she had tried like a bunch of different things mm. before she was referred to me. So, um, so yeah, it can be very powerful. We all, we all have these, um, we all have these things that we're stressed about or that disturb our peace. So when we can live more in the frequency of peace, like things start flowing um, more easily. Yeah. And it's, uh, I like what you said, like it's about the flow state, right? It's like, how do we achieve or get back to the flow state? And these, like that exercise that we did seems like it was something to try to get us back into a flow state of mind. From what Mm -hmm. I can remember, you basically were having us sit there with our eyes closed, thinking about pain that we either had, whether it was in the body or something that was going on in our life. And it was like sitting with that pain. And then I forgot if we were holding, doing something with our hands, but it was like, wait until it begins to dissipate. Right. right? And then don't open your eyes until it like the tension releases. And there was some people where it took a long time. And then there was some people where it was, it was like really quick. So like how often when you're working with someone, do you have them go through that type of exercise or it's just dependent on the person? Well, basically, you know, I mean, I work with people long term usually, but yeah, every session we, there is some triggering situation because, you know, that, that they had experienced, um, because our triggers show us, you know, where we still have things to look at or to, you know, to grow. And we all have them. Right. <laughs> yeah. <we're, laughs> they're, they're so fun, those triggers, but, uh, it's like, you don't even need to like, look for things to, you know, to focus on in your personal development because they're there in your triggers. So whatever upset you last, that's something that, you know, you might want to work with. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so for people that are in like extremely high stress environments, right? And this could be related to training, could be related to other things. And and like on a weekly basis, right? They're dealing with all these stressful situations mm-hmm. like h- how would you advise or or what, what would you give as feedback to someone like that who's, who understands they're having a lot of stress but they don't know how to manage it mm. yeah there's um well so we talked about this procedure and well i i forgot to address the, the <laughs> other part of your question which was uh the whole brain posture that mm-hmm. you know you you do this and but yeah, basically working with with this stress in this context and also programming empowering beliefs. So with the same process that you went through with the stressful situation, you can also program um, 
beliefs, where you have limiting beliefs, you know, maybe like I get angry easily or whatever, like you can transform that into, you know, I stay calm in every situation, you know, something positively stated that, you know, is emotionally meaningful to you. But um, so that's in session. And then in between session sessions, I'm big into breath work. So, you know, be- before we started the podcast, we did a little connected breathing. I think it was recorded. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to check. We'll have to check afterwards. But no, I really enjoyed uh, it was the in- we did some intention setting breathing. Yeah. So, yeah. So breath work is huge to to regulate the nervous system, to get you into a calm, peaceful state. You know, I do this connected breathing practice twice a day for at least 15 minutes. And like I get, you know, I get like intuitive hits and downloads and, you know, kind of like reach out to this person and and just these ideas because you get you you slow down your brain waves and you get access to um yeah to your creativity really so in that theta brainwave you you start getting um yeah you you start getting new ideas so so i love it um so breath work is huge and and just this practice of of being present and you know you can you can practice that at any time you can connect to your breath um that's the easiest Part. So, so basically the connected breathing is breathing without pausing through the nose, um, without pausing between the exhales and inhales. And actually it's how animals naturally breathe because they need to stay present and they want to maintain like the maximum level of oxygenation. And so I want to, I want to pause. Yeah. I want to ask you, so do you believe that, uh, like in animals, right? The mm-hmm. re the reason that they want to stay present is because they're in a constant state of fear. I mean, obviously, we don't know, but like, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> no, I, I I don't think they worry that much. I mean, they they need to be present in order to, you know, to react, right? Mm-hmm. If anything happens, but I don't think they live in a constant state of fear like we the re- do. <laughs> the reason I say that is because uh, I I I feel as though the more uh, comfortable that you become, the the more detached you com- become from being present, right? You're you're just. Uh, I don't know. You're not engaging in these activities that can make you kind of peel back the onions of your mind or whatever. Like you're just you're comfortable, right? You're you're sitting there and you're comfortable. Like I feel like doing intentional breathing, working out, maybe reading, like all of these things are very conscious actions and they're all it's work that needs to be done, right? At the end of the day. And like the people that are just so comfortable and they do none of these actions, like they lose that essence of being of being present. And that's why I bring up like our animals just always in fear. Like why are they always trying to be as present as possible? You know what I mean? Or maybe it's something else. Well, I think, you know, we're not present because to me, we're in our heads, at least in, you know, how I was raised. It was like um, logic and intellect were valued. And and certainly I, you know, did a lot of overthinking in my life and still do because, you know, and it's that constant kind of um, chatter. So so to me, presence is about getting out of the, the head and really being here in this body right now and um, and connecting to kind of this wisdom beyond the mind because mm-hmm. the mind, I feel, limits us in a way. Because it it can only conceive of so many scenarios, and it tries to control and plan, and um, yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't control everything, and and um, yeah. So so I feel like you know, yeah, we we have these images of the future and of the past, and none of it is real except for like you know what's happening here right now. So that's why I think getting back into the body through the breath or or another way. Um, is so important. So, I like um, what you said about the uh, the stream of ideas, whatever wave that frequency it is. I'm not I'm not too well versed in that, but uh, I've realized with myself, if we if I am busy all the time, right? If I'm thinking all the time, I have no t- uh, room for for creativity, right? Mm-hmm. I have no room for ideas. So part of um, what I do is because I'm for those that don't know, like I'm very conscious, like with my work and with what my routine and stuff I try to do. So part of my routine is um, to do activities that clear my mind to a point where 
I'm then receptive to like these ideas, this new information, right? I'm sitting there and I'm at peace. I have no ang- angst or anything like that. And and all of a sudden, like you said, there's like this tsunami of, oh my God, we should be doing this. Oh my God, I should be doing this. I should be focusing on that. Da, 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 da. And then I write them down and then it's like, oh my, like I share that with the team. And then it's like, we're off and running, right? So so I see that even in my own in my own life. Like, and I think a lot of people out there, right? They're so busy, Right. Mm-hmm. They're thinking all the time. Like they're never setting aside time to create that space. Um, so like what advice would you have for people that uh like you said, every day, fifteen minutes, twice a day, you do breathing, like it is not easy to do that type of routine, right? That type of habit. Like what advice do you have for people to get started with something like that? Like how do you stay disciplined? I know it's probably not easy, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. I mean, I believe that we don't actually need Like I, you know, so in my human design, which is still something I want to talk about, I am consistent. So I thrive on routine, but some people don't. So I I like the, you know, getting up, doing my breathing practice and kind of doing one um, later in the day to reset. Um, But I believe that any moment is an opportunity to practice presence. Um, So obviously it's harder once we're in that triggered state already, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but, you know, as much as possible, you know, and it, and it's really about learning to just be, and it's infusing this kind of these feminine energy principles of being, of, you know, connecting to our intuition and that's a big one, <laughs> right? Because that's when when we're overthinking, we don't have access to the intuition. No, and the intuition is ba- all the intuition. What it is is it's based on the all of the information that you have, right? Like that you know that that's accessible to you. That intuition is just a subconscious way of expressing that. In 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 my opinion, and I feel like people don't listen to that or they don't trust their intuition, right? And I think that's a huge huge thing. And I didn't know that's like a feminine feminine energy but like it's it's important to me well yeah and and i think the intuition so in human design the intuition lives in the body it's not in the head we were taught to make decisions with our heads that to to do some to do what makes sense what um you know we're like okay i'm gonna get this job so i can make this certain amount of money or or whatever linear thinking right but the body and, you know, our hearts, there's a lot of uh, studies being done on the heart and, and how it has wisdom and, and our bodies, um, like, beyond the thoughts. So, you know, for example, and, and everyone has in human design a unique flavor of intuition. So, for example, mine is sacral. So it's like really going or making decisions that feel expansive and exciting in my body. Because like for so long, I was taught to just do, you know, what makes made sense or what I should, what people expected of me. And I'm like, then I'm like, why am I so tired? And why does life feel so blah? Um, <laughs> and, and because, you know, I, I got the corporate job, I got the education and all of that. But it wasn't really lighting me up and and really this is something that a lot of people listening are going to relate to continue continue. (laughs) i'm glad um (laughs) so it's really listening to how it feels in your body you know and and is that does that feel exciting does it pull me do i sit up straighter you know um when i when i think about it or when i feel into it really so um and that's just mine like everyone has their own um flavor of intuition, a unique flavor of intuition, I like to call it. So I have a question. Do you feel as though intuition is, um, like I say, it? it's all the information that you have access to. And do you feel that information is external as well? Like it's universal or it's just stuff that you know, right? Like, do you, do you feel as though in, in, your intuition comes from like a universal understanding or universal intelligence? Versus just your own. Yeah, I I do. I mean, you know, like sign, you can get signs and synchronicities, right? That show you maybe that this is the way. When you are when you are present and you're living in alignment, then you know you recognize um, how you are in a way being guided, and you know you run into someone and it's 
you know, some people say it's a coincidence, but but I do believe that um, that we're shown away, and I, I've experienced it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I can I can talk about you know specific I, how I ended up in Miami was exactly that listening to that expansive feeling in my body, and then you know I got a few signs from the universe or you know whatever you believe in for the universal intelligence um, to come here, and yeah. So <laughs> so where did you um where did you grow up? Where are you from? So I grew up in Poland. Um, I was born there and uh, lived there till I was 16. And um, but had been coming to the U.S. kind of for a few weeks a year since I was four. And then um, yeah, when I was 16, my mom and I moved. Uh, my dad's still in Poland, and uh, yeah, finished high school here, did college, um, grad school, and um, yeah, now I, so I've been yeah in the u.s almost 20 years now <laughs> so you, yeah you've been in the u.s more than you've lived in lived right. in poland right interesting so um the reason the reason i ask is our audience is international right is people mm-hmm. from from all over the world and uh some people may be watching are like oh this is just a u.s thing this is just a miami thing right do you do you work with clients all over the world yeah right? i do you do yeah. you work with people that are international um like how do you find like culture influences people's human design um, well, not their human di- design per se. I mean, there are some, well, so, you know, because human design is based on the time and place you were born. So that's kind of like your most authentic self, mm-hmm. right? It tells you about that, your gifts, your talents, etc. how to use your energy. But more it's, it's like the cultural influence on your beliefs, like, right? Like we... We are programmed, like our subconscious is programmed during the first seven years of our lives. So, and it kind of just happens like by osmosis, you know, you just um, get imprinted with mm-hmm. with what... Which is scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, if you don't actually do the work of looking at your programming, then you're just repeating the previous generations, right. you know, what they experienced. So I think, um, yeah... It, there's some some differences culturally, but I think we all are. There are some. There's this universal programming of, yeah, like do what makes sense and you know do things to please others. I mean, it varies a little bit, but um, yeah, depending where you grow up, you know, the the val- the morals are the <laughs> compass is a bit skewed in certain right. directions. So you might be think that you're doing something right or like your sense of right and wrong but it's like two extremes maybe in certain from certain cultures and right. stuff like that which is which is interesting but getting back to like the human design so let's let's define what it is right mm-hmm. so w- what is somebody's human design so well so it's a combination of different systems and actually it was i guess downloaded <laughs> in 1987 um by this guy, Rao, who he meditated for like eight days in Ibiza. But it's actually like, it's a combination of the chakra system, the the Chinese I Ching, Kabbalah, Tree of Life, astrophysics. Um, I think I'm missing one. But anyways, it's a, but the, the point is not like, um, and, and there is like a more scientific explanation of it that it's about the subatomic particles coming from the sun that are conditioning us at the time of our birth or that it's our genetic expression. Um, However, uh, you know, it's like, okay, but how does it help? You know, and and it's um, (laughs) so basically, yeah, it tells you about your most authentic self and, and how to properly use your energy so that you have more energy so that you attract um, the opportunities that are right for you, that you create, you know, a life that feels fulfilling. And then it also talks about, you know, your unique flavor of intuition, how to make the right decisions for yourself. And then, you know, your gifts, your talents, your superpowers, how you're meant to learn, how you're meant to eat, interact with others, Um so there's a lot, but <laughs> there. Yeah, a lot but, to unpack there. <laughs> but basically, you know, it guides you to your most authentic self. Like when we were born, we are living as our most authentic expression because, you know, but then as we get programmed, we we kind of um, are taken away from that. So, you know, this uh, this 
well, learning about your human design is basically coming back and removing those layers of conditioning and programming and coming back to your yeah, most authentic truth. self. Yes, yeah. Yeah, coming back to your alignment truth. too, yeah. Yeah, I like what you're saying about the alignment. Um an example recently is we hired this new employee. Um I won't name them on here, but they uh were doing really well, right, over the last month and it was their first month with the company. Um they're just killing it, right? With all the stuff they're doing. And they I message them, I say, hey, you're doing a great job. And they were like, yeah, I'm like also in my trading, I'm doing really well too. Like, and I could just tell that um, and this was like their dream position, right? Like they got their dream position, they're working in trading, they're working with our company, they're creating content. This is exactly what they want to be doing to be fulfilled right now. Mm. So I'm just like, yeah, like you have to understand you're living in alignment with who you really want to be. And that is why now there's like this overflow of mm. energy, this overflow of momentum, and you're seeing the results of that, right? And 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 I thought it's like amazing to me to see that for her. And then with myself, I've experienced it. Like I'm living in alignment with this co- the company, right? Like it was originally an idea, and then I was super passionate about it, and a lot of other things, right? And this is really where I wanted to be. And I'm living in it. And then that's why we're overflowing with opportunities and, you know, challenges as well. But it's 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 like I can, I feel as though I can not solve anything, but I have enough energy to make an effort to do it, right? Um, so for the people that are, you know, they're listening to this podcast, they're working a job they don't like right now, right? They're, they're living a shitty, unfulfilled life. Maybe they're in a relationship they're not happy in. Um, like how do we get these people to get back into alignment, right? Like what is the advice to them to, and it could be something very simple. It could be more complex, right? Like what's the advice to you? Like, how do we get them back? Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's very, uh, individual, but, um, but first of all, that's amazing. And, and, you know, imagine a world where everyone's doing something that really lights them up and, you know, then we're all kind of fulfilling our roles and so I I do believe that that's where we're headed Mm -hmm. um and that's beautiful that you have the that example and and yeah so happy (laughs) so so congratulations (laughs) and um yeah so yeah there's there's a lot but just starting to become aware of like you know is this really does this feel authentically me like me you know what I'm doing or you know whatever it is or is it just I've been told that I should be doing this um or that this is a good idea like does it really light my soul up on fire (laughs) or or um yeah so so really and and just knowing that there's nothing you have to change in this moment as you practice you know, being present with what is and again, not reacting, but just sitting with it and really maybe sitting with that discomfort. I believe that, you know, as we do that without reacting, like it is eventually transmuted and transformed into something like we're shown the way to what serves us. Um, So, you know, there's nothing like don't don't do anything because you, you know, because I've done that in my life where I'm like, okay, I need to change. So, you know, I'll, um, I'll move somewhere else <laughs> or, you know, I'll leave move. this relationship. But like you take, you take all those patterns with you and for a while you might feel better, you know, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I, I, um, I made the change. And then not, not to say that the physical change is not important, but, but I think approaching it just from like, this is so uncomfortable. I'm just gonna, you know, I used to like uh, travel a lot, but it's basically because I wanted to escape, you know, my life when I was in corporate. And and anyway, so you can make the changes in the physical, but it's like, unless you address the deeper issue, it's probably not like the good feeling is not gonna last. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's not a simple... <laughs> answer I wish no. I could just give you but yeah it's it's always about like you know what is what is really that deeper calling and what is like my mind and the fears like you know because that's really the biggest problem with listening to your intuition it's like hard to distinguish like 
what's intuition and what's fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, or what is like just our our thoughts? Um, so so I think yeah. However you can get yourself to become present. Um, to connect with the present moment, whether that's breath work or meditation or maybe working out, like we all have different ways. Um, Form of meditation, right? Maybe. Yeah. Um, whether it's you know going to the beach, watching the sunset, you know. I will. I will say this, right? Working out can be meditative. Uh, if you're going to the gym, drinking ten protein shakes and throwing up, you know, five million pounds. Could it be meditative? Yes. Is it maybe egotistical? Probably, right? So it might be a bit different, but I'll I'll just throw that out there. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's not actually about what we do. It's about the intention. Because like, you know, even a meditation can become like an escape. And I certainly like I'm addicted to breath work. Like it's a good addiction, (laughs) but like some people are addicted to working out. And it's like, oh, if I don't work out, I like can't you know, right. feel Driven stable by fear or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't be my best self if I don't work out. But that's not true freedom. It's like, you know, and I, I, I get like a little anxious when I skip my breathing practice. And I know that's, um, you know, maybe I've changed one addiction for another. But, but really, it's about the intention. And, and um, yeah, anything can can become an escape. Yeah, um, I no, I agree. I think that uh, even with myself, these these healthy habits, they could be I'm, I have an obsessive personality. That's just how I am when I am focused on something or um, I have a goal or I'm just like, I want to get it done, right? I'm, I become like that. Um, and I found that, like you said, you can kind of exchange one addiction for another. So for me, I used to smoke a lot of weed. That was mm-hmm. like the thing I used to do that I, I was addicted to it and I loved it. Um, and But then I recognized that it was a habit that was destructive. And then mm-hmm. I quit. Like two years ago, I quit. Um, but it was a long time trying to reprogram myself to get off of it. It was so hard, right? Mm-hmm. It was like three months I'd stop and then I'd relapse and smoke. And, and weed's not like too bad, but it, it's, it was a destructive thing for me. Um, and so it was so hard to like just wean myself kind of off of it. And then eventually I, I achieved like a sense of reprogramming where I disassociated myself from the idea that I love weed and and reassociated with the idea that it was a destructive habit for my life that wasn't actually making me happy and fulfilled, right? Um, but I have, I really don't have any idea like how I did that. It was really just all like self-reflection, I guess. So I was in like a very reflective state and then I set the intention to go in a certain way. Um, but yeah, I know there's a lot of people out there, right? They're trying to, they have these really bad habits. Like people have such bad habits, right? Like this is a human being has such such a uh at least at least in our culture they have such a tendency to have such bad habits mm-hmm. and it, it's like um yeah like what is when you have a bad habit like what do you do to try to get out of it right <laughs> there's some people who are like oh quit for 21 days or all these different you know guru things that people say but what's what's your strategy to get out of a bad habit well it's definitely about addressing the root cause because yeah you can stop and you know i used to drink a lot as a polish person (laughs) and i couldn't you know and it took me years to quit and and i knew it wasn't good for me but but really it's like that's the thing it's like you like i could quit drinking but then i would start smoking pot or smoking cigarettes or whatever like then you just mushrooms (laughs) right (laughs) well yeah a lot a lot of people in the spiritual community just exchange alcohol for for microdosing or yeah big dosing um but um yeah, and but I think like if we just focus on stopping the action, like we we might just exchange it for another addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is about addressing the emotional root cause of it, which lives in the subconscious or in our programming during the first seven years usually, and and it's all really about like not being at peace in the present, and it's and not being able to just be really you know because we're taught we need to do and be productive and there's always you know all these thoughts and um so and and this it's the hardest thing to just be um so so yeah it it might involve um subconscious reprogramming right of of the trauma that that lives within us that doesn't allow us to to break free from these habits um there's this wonderful book that 
I highly recommend to everyone. It's called The Presence Process, and it helps you um, address, you know, whatever the root cause is. Because when you address the root cause, then you automatically, you know, your physical um, uh, circumstances change. So if you're, like, trying to lose weight, right, like, yeah, you can diet and, you know, you can work out and you'll achieve some change, you know, you'll you'll achieve some results. But, you know, unless you address the deeper issue, you might, you know, kind of go back to the old behavior once you kind of let down your guard. So anyway, The Presence Process, uh, it's a book by Michael Brown and and a 10-week process that I love that involves the breathing practice that I do. And once you really integrate those charged emotions or these suppressed emotions that cause discomfort in your life, um, then you can be more at peace. You can be more present. You're not manifesting as much discomfort. And then you don't need the whatever helped you escape the present. Um, so, So then like actually whatever you are addicted to becomes unpleasant. It's like, now I can't drink alcohol because Mm -hmm. it just, it just doesn't feel good. So, and sometimes I'd like to, you know, I I still get triggered and let's 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 take some shots. (laughs) (laughs) No, sometimes I'm like, you know, I I wish there was a way to escape, but like I've tried so many different ways to escape. So now I guess I just do my breathing, but it's just like, no, I'm like, I know I need to sit with this and feel this because if I escape it, then I'll have to like deal with it later. Later. And and sometimes I still do escape or I react and, you know, create drama. Um, We all do. Oh, yeah. Um, But it's like if you can practice like the pause and just being with it, being with the discomfort, that's like real self-mastery, you know? Yeah, I think... um for myself, when I started to be curious about, um, you know, I guess my human design in a way, but just the way that I thought about things was about six years ago. And and now thinking about where I was, I'm like, oh my God, I've achieved mastery. But then every single day I realized that I have, you know, you haven't because you don't know any, like you don't <laughs> know anything. So it's, it's so interesting because it's like, although I've mastered my this previous version of myself mm-hmm. there's all these things now that come up that I'm looking into that I'm like oh my god I need to figure out this now and this and this so it's like this endless uh it's like an endless process to achieve peace right it's not there's no like oh my god I've done it right right like people think if you move to a um certain location and then you're you know, doing certain practices and all this, like people chase, you know, the, around the, go around the world, go to India, all this stuff. And it's right. like, I'm going to achieve that state and then it's going to stick <laughs> forever, right? That's not, at least from my experience, not what happens, right? It's an endless thing in life. Um, but I think that the beauty in life, I think, is achieving a level of presence, right? So that you can be truly yourself, you know, who you really are. Um, And then once you do achieve that, then it's kind of like, going into the this crazy world that we live in. Uh, one of my one of the books I really enjoyed that I read a long time ago was, and a lot of people have probably heard of it, The Autobiography of a Yogi. Mm-hmm. And in that book, I, the only one of the only parts I remember is he uh, gets into yoga, right? He's doing the practice really seriously with a guru or whatever. And at one point, he achieves like a level of mastery in his yoga practice, and he's approved by his guru, right? And he... Says to the guy, he asks, he goes, well, wh- what do I do now? You know, he's like, I've, I'm, I'm there. I'm on the mountaintop, right, of, of self-mastery of this topic. Like, what, what do I do? And you know what he says to him? He goes, you go back to your family. You go back to your town. You go back to work. You go back to life, mm-hmm. to normal life. And then in, in throughout life, as things are happening— you go to these practices that you've learned, this yoga, breathing, all this, so you can remain at peace. But that's how you make a difference as you go back into life, right? Mm. And I see a lot of people, they, uh, that get into the spiritual rabbit hole, they, they like disconnect from life and society and all these people and they like go in the opposite direction and they're just like, you know, they're not participating anymore. And I think that that's sad. Like, I think we need to realize that we need to live in reality, but use these practices to enhance our being, enhance our situation, enhance our environment, um, and everything like that. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is 
is inv- does environment matter? Right? Like where you live and da da da. Like from your perspective, does that matter? Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's something I definitely use with my clients. There's a whole uh, study of astrocartography or astrogeography, like where on the planet you experience different things. And it can be helpful. I mean, I've helped clients like find where they should, you know, move to when they were looking to move. And, um, you know, and, and in human design, each person has their the environment they thrive in. So for me, for example, it's caves. That's why also caves. this is... <laughs> so I, I feel at home here. If I find uh, in a cave. There we go. <laughs> so, and that's like actually something that's really important about human design is that because we were taught that there's like this one way to success and like we should all follow this like one path. And it's like different like human design is the science of differentiation and and teaches us that different things work for different people. That's why, yeah, like someone else's path is different. Like my environment is caves, so I like love to work from home and, you know, I love to be in my cave and feel like safe or, or when I'm with people, I like to feel, you know, kind of safe around them. That's important to me. But like, for example, like there are different types of environments, but for example, markets people, they like love offices and, you know, or mountains people love to not just be in the mountains, but go to like, you know, a higher floor in the building and have more perspective. So, you know, so that's like really the acceptance of like, yeah, different people, um, different things work for different people. And that's beautiful. And that we don't judge each other as much. Um, But, uh, and yeah, and you talked about how there's always another level. And yeah, it's like, we all, we are, we're all in a rush to like arrive and get there. Right. And like, just uh, be done finally, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. achieve whatever. But that's why I think it's, it's so important to practice that presence so that we're, you know, we're actually having fun along the journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, realize we're never done. And and um, yeah, I think I think we're all ultimately looking. But the the reason why we're we're looking to finish things and achieve, right? It's like then we think we'll get like that unconditional love we're seeking. Because even you know whatever we do, I feel like all we seek is really love, whether it's through money or. Or having a beautiful body, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's approval, like from others and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. So as much as possible, you know, giving yourself that validation, um, so that you don't need it as much from the outside, and then it kind of arrives. <laughs> then is, it comes. This is an important thing to touch on because a lot of people in our in industry in our niche. Uh, they're trying to get funded. They're trying to make money to buy a nice car, right? To buy a house. I mean, some people, it's, you know, they want to pay bills, which is more, you know, authentic, but they want these material gains, right? And they think that by achieving those, then all of a sudden they'll be, I don't know, approved by others and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, like these people need to shift. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, there's nothing wrong with material things. I think again, it's it's about the intention, like you know, and um, and again, in human design, even like some people are meant to just like want to spend money, and like for me, it's more about like living simply. And to me, like my peace and joy and fulfillment are so much more important. Like, obviously, um, I would probably be doing something else if I if I were just about the money Mm -hmm. right now, like, but, um, so yeah, so nothing wrong with, you know, wanting material things or luxury. And some people are meant to want it more and some less. So, um, but I think it's not tying your worth to those things. That's important. It's like, uh, but we were taught to like, you know, measure our worth by first, like the grades and like, you know, um, Oh, yeah. Approval from teachers or parents, right? Like, so, and, and then eventually it's it's money and possessions. And, and it is very clear or, or like how your body looks. And I think it does lead to some problematic things when we when we try to achieve those things at the expense of our health, you know, and that can be money, like, you know, kind of burnout. That's been a culture and, you know, that whole like, oh, I have to 
prove that I work so hard even, you know, um, which used to be me too. It's like, um, that's how you get your validation or, or even, you know, injecting things into your body. Like as not, you know, many women in Miami yeah, do, artificial. But, but like, yeah, if, if it harms your health, maybe it's not, not the best thing. So, so yeah, uh, each person has to, has to examine that for themselves. So to surmise, uh, don't take shortcuts, <laughs> people <laughs> don't take shortcuts, you know, try to live in, in alignment. Like we've talked about, be authentic, um, with, with yourself as well. That I feel like is extremely important. And then for, so you were working at nine because a lot of people listen to this work nine to fives, right? You were working a nine to five, and then uh, what was like the aha moment where you're like, "All right, I'm leaving, <laughs> getting out of here." Well, actually, it didn't even. I didn't have the courage to leave. Really, I was in this. They were job. like, "Sonia, you gotta, you gotta yeah. leave." Yeah, <laughs> uh, basically. So <laughs> no, so yeah, I was, I was in that job for five, five and a half years after my MBA, um, and it was a tech services company. And, you know, it was cool. I got to travel, go to like, you know, India and travel all over the U.S. And so I learned a lot and, and I was in client services. So definitely some of the things that I did there are, are relevant to my work now. But yeah, in, in actually it was 2020 and, and I knew I, I had wanted to leave for a while. Like I knew I wanted to, you know, coach and uh, but I was too scared. I didn't believe that I could do it. That was my limiting belief. And mm-hmm. and it's funny, I, I just posted today about a friend that I remember I was living in Seattle. I was meeting with her and she was a, a coach or she is a coach still. And, you know, I was telling her how much I hate my job. And she was like, you know, you can really do this coaching thing, like in this human design thing full time. And I was like, no, that's that's not possible for me. And I, anyway, so... Uh, beginning of 2020, I got let go from my job and, and it was a shock, but like I, you know, it turned out to be the best thing that the universe could have done. Um, Cause you know, it's like, if you don't leave, like the universe will, will give you a push uh, when it's time to grow. And, true. and, and still I, I didn't have that faith. Like I still was like, no, I need a job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I was looking and thankfully, it's you know, it's like that rejection is redirection. So, so you know, I, I would have been probably in Seattle had I found a job there. But uh, but yeah, it led me on this whole path. And, and I just realized I actually, uh, I left Seattle like August of 2020. I went back to Poland thinking maybe I'd want to move back there, which after a few weeks, it was apparent that I didn't. But it, I kind of had this aha of like, okay, it's now or never, you know, yeah. really? Like, if I get another job, like, I'll, I'll never know if I could do this or not. So it's, yeah, it's not to say that it was easy. And it, it's still, you know, like all of your, I feel like the entrepreneurial journey is like the biggest personal growth journey because all of your limiting beliefs, all your stuff about money, about your self-worth, about, yeah, the value of what you have to share comes up. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so, but <laughs> somehow I'm doing it now. So it's, <laughs> you're living it. it. <laughs> I'm living it. <laughs> well, there's limitless uh, potential when you decide, make the decision, right? You came to that decision that I'm going to do this and there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And then from now on, and until you your mindset switches, maybe one day all of a sudden you're like, uh, maybe it's not the right thing to be doing, right? Maybe that that thought does come up, and then you don't catch yourself, and then you'll end up back, you know, maybe in a nine to five or whatever. But as long as you have that determination to figure it out, and there's no turning back, these things are gonna flow. They're gonna come to you. These opportunities. They're gonna lead you to where you need to go. And it's not easy, right? It's not really not easy at all. Even the situation I'm in, we're extremely blessed to have started a great company. But in the back of my mind, you know, I always know that things could go wrong. Things could happen. This Things don't last forever, right? Um, and that's not to say that we're not going to work really hard, right, on the company. But it's just the matter of life. Like, you shouldn't be atta- so attached mm. to certain things. And you need to, to be able to pivot and this and that because it's just the game we're playing and the, the business game, entrepreneur, if you're a trader or whatever, like things are very unexpected things are going to happen to you. And it could be your health, it could be unplanned, your health, it could be the market, it could be your cli- like clients, whatever. 
Um, you know, so it's just, it's not easy. Uh, I do commend you for chasing the dream, right? And you're certainly, you're certainly doing it. I really enjoyed you being on this podcast, but also listening to you when you gave your speech at the event. Um, that tells me, you know, you're leveling up in your own right and you're obviously you're doing the damn thing out here. So <laughs> I'm really uh, I'm really thankful for you coming on the podcast. I just want to give you a moment. Where can people find you? What platforms, right? Where can they get in contact with you? Sure, yeah. I think I'm most active on Instagram at Sonia Petetska. Uh, my last name, well, S-O-N-I-A-P-E-T-E-C-K-A, which you'll include. We will link below. Right, or my website, soniapetetska.com. <laughs> I know, the Polish name. Um, <laughs> so yeah, mostly Instagram, um, my website. Um, yeah, those are the best ways. And I, I post daily content. And, and really, the last thing I wanted to say is, you know, with this being redirected kind of in life and, and adapting to change, it's realizing, and this is really hard because when something happens and we're like, um, and like this change happens, we're like, no, it's, it's um, you know, it, it doesn't feel good. I don't want to change. And, and, and it's always happening for our growth and evolution. And, and sometimes it's so hard not to resist it. But, um, but eventually, if you, if you can surrender to it, another feminine principle, mm -hmm. like surrender and trust, then, you know, then you'll end up, you know, in, in a place that feels aligned and fulfilling. And so. that could be like on a boat in the middle of the ocean somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like, I'm at peace. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone's path is different. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again for being on another podcast. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to her, feel free to do so. Thank thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs>